the week 15 contest bombs and Thursday night football edition of the bottom line bombs on a sports game podcast network is brought to you by hall of fame bets sports betting research platform for parlays player props and game lines Download the Hall of Fame Bets app, visit hofbets.com, use code SGPN, get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by SGPN app. The SGPN app is completely free to download and home to all your favorite SGPN podcasts, including the Bottom Line Bombs contest and picks. Just type SGPN in your app store today to download America's number one DGEN app. Whoa, there's my face popping up. So you see my face, then you get to see more in the theme song video. Good God, here comes the bomb. Here comes the bomb. Oh, I am a mess right now. How we doing? Degenerates. I am CJ Sullivan, your host, the man in the box. Also known as the Beck Detective, also known as Dommenheimer, the analog analyst. I don't know. This, uh, bring in the paper and the passion. I got clipboards. I got papers if you're looking on YouTube. And I have a laptop just for the ad reads. Um, all right. Let me put all these things away. Good God. I am. I got assorted affairs. I need Dom to help fix me with, with his assorted affairs. Um, welcome. We have an earlier start time today on the C Block. The C Block will continue because uh, things are moving around here. It's the holidays. Things are hectic. Added shows, but I appreciate. It. I already see people here doing live, uh, live antics. I should, I should tweet out. Let me, let me quote tweet. Should I quote tweet with the link? Really waste some time. Let's do it. Okay, hold on. We're gonna do that. Hold on. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the program, and I love listening to shows as they walk you through tech work. Some of my favorite segments ever. Let's see what we got here. Um, It's me, CJ Sullivan. I'm not, I, I just haven't done this in a while. Oh, someone's already favoring it. I want to I quote tweet and say, come on in. All right. This is like a, explaining to your parents how to do the internet. Okay. Now you're going to hit quote tweet. And then you're going to see, see, see that link. You're going right to right click it. No, no. Don't click on the right part. Use right click meaning the right part of your mouse. You're right. There you go. Okay. Now copy. And then paste. Did I just screw it up? I think I did it. I think you did it. I think we did it. Come on in, YouTube. And now let me X this thing out. Anyway, um, we are here. Today, we have a Thursday night football game today. Oh, what a horrible game tonight. We got Raiders, Chargers, and Al Michaels special. And then we will give out some contest bombs. Five new picks for week 15. The season is getting close. We are week... Second part of the long last quarter. This is the last quarter. We want five. And we're we're heating up on the circa million contest picks. See, generates. I don't know if you're if you're tailing or not, but we are sniffing the money. We're we're well. We'll get to that later. And then of course we'll do a special, some survivor drama, chop talk, and some man in the box at the end. Um, very special man in a box coming a very, on a on a new episode, a very special episode of Man in a Box. They don't do those special episodes anymore of um, sitcoms the way they used to in the eighties when we were growing up. You know, it used to be a very special episode of Silver Spoons and a very special episode of uh, Growing Pains. You know, the last one was the Saved by the Bell. Of course, everyone remembers that one. Jesse, uh, she uh, took speed. To pass her exams, and she wound up uh, cleaning her room. Wasn't I never knew if that was for or against drugs, but we knew the Gary Coleman uh, different strokes one. Don't buy a bike from a cre- don't go to a bike shop's creepy basement where he shows pornographic cartoons for you and takes pictures of you and your buddy with their shirts off. Did he ever get his butt? Did he ever get his friend? Didn't he like leave his friend behind? Like he escaped and like ah, Willie's back there getting raped. On a very special episode. Anyway, we are uh, all over the place. 
Um, okay, let's uh, let's start the show as they say. I used to do that during my uh, stand-up act. I would go halfway through and then. Uh... All right, let's start the show. That was oh, it was a little crutch that I used. Um. Anyway. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our league. Now that I don't have any live listeners in because I changed the time, I'm just going to uh, hit sound buttons and uh, just kidding. Anyway, tonight we have Raiders. Let's get to this real quick, then we'll uh, move on to the show. We have Raiders and Chargers in Las Vegas. This is a weird one. This is a. So Justin Herbert's out, so it's Jordan Stick quarterbacking. Um, and then you have Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders. I don't mind Jordan Stick, to be honest with you. We'll see what he does tonight. He's going to run. He's one of those North Dakota guys, you know. Um, Bismarck, but this is a weird game because L chargers are used to not having any home fans at their game. And the Raiders are used to not having home fans at their game because, um, usually people visit the, you know, they just take over their stadium, especially in Vegas and L and the chargers. But L.A. going to Vegas, they're not even going to want to go to the game. I mean, L.A. is going to Vegas. They'll fly out there, but they're not going to take over like they give a shit. No one's going to give a shit out there. So, But it's a Thursday night. The Thursday night Vegas trip is a different front trip. There's someone popping in the chat room. P4810 says, what's good, CJ? I'll give you a, a bomb effect. The Thursday night Vegas, the thir- there's always the one guy in your weekend Vegas trip, the one buddy who wants to get out there a night early, you know, or any trip whatsoever. They get out there the day early. They get to lay in the land. They already know what's good. Oh, I already met this guy. I already met that. I know where we're eating on Friday. Like, All of a sudden, he's the expert because he got there a day early. I know they got to turn the notifications on. That's correct, PA four. But they're they're coming in slowly. It's not their fault. When the time keeps moving around, when they keep moving the man in the box around in the bet detective, which by the way, if you check the SGPN merch store, there's a new merch drop. The bet detective. That's me. Another shirt with my face. They're gonna try to make money off these bastards, Sean Kramer. Anyway, uh, get one. Get pick up one of those. It's pretty good. It's my face on Jim Carrey. Anyway. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. The guy who comes to Vegas the night before. Who know, The guy who goes to Vegas the night early, the day early, you know, he's he he's up there. He wants to do his Vegas things without his buddies knowing. You always got to look out for that guy. No, I got a good deal. I got it. No one gets a good deal to go a day early. Yeah, I know. I'm sure it's cheaper to fly a day early. You still have to get a room and who, who knows what's going on that night before. Anyway, let's get into the game. The line is three and a half. Or three. It's three and thirty-four and a half. Um it's so gross. The Raiders uh lost three nothing last week. So it's hard to um it's hard to back them. But it's also hard to back these charges without Herbert and Keenan Allen. But I'm I'm not I'm I'm all for this. I don't give a damn. About Easton about Easton Stick plan. I think Easton Stick's gonna be fine. I think the rest of the roster is so bad. I don't want to touch the total. I don't even want to touch the the side. Although if you had a gun to my head, I like the Chargers. But why are you putting a gun to my head? Who needs to decide a football game by threatening murder? I think something's wrong with you. Why do you keep putting guns to people's head and asking for their picks? Gun to my head? All right, take the three points with the Chargers. Now, can you get that gun off my head? Well, I'm bringing the gun back to your head if it's if it's wrong. That's what that means. Gun to your <laughs> gun to my head. Uh, I'll t- I'll take the three. Does that mean if you're if I'm wrong, do you kill me? So my life depends on my life depends on Easton Stick finding Quentin Johnson. All right, let's do it. Roll it. I'm I'm a, I'm up I'm up for a fun gamble. 
Uh, but let's hit some props. Let's hit a couple uh, Christmas ladders for this awful game. That's the only way we can make this fun. We're going to go. T- I, I'm, I'm all for Easton Stick. They've kept him around for a couple years for a reason. Man, maybe he's got a place to stay. They can't get him out. He's got squatter rights. I don't know how LA works out here. Um, but his rushing stats, he's going to run the ball. That's for sure. His rushing stats right now on Bet Online, it's 21 and a half is his over under for rushing. That's pretty good. The ladder goes all the way up to 81 and a half yards at 1255. That's that's a lot. But he could run for 50 yards, which is plus 225. But right now, let's just give out Easton Stick over 21 and a half bombing. Rushing. But I also think he's going to throw the ball. Now, everyone likes Gerald Everett and Austin Eckler for receiving, which makes sense. It makes too much sense. I don't like things that make too much sense. Because, ah, he'll check down. He'll go to his tight ends. Safety valves. Fuck that. Easton Stick ain't here for safety valves. Easton Stick knows this is his opportunity. And Eckler, I can see Eckler getting out of this game. Austin Eckler right now, he can't believe he's still playing. He's like, why am I still here? Herbert's gone. Keenan Allen's gone. Mike Williams is gone. He's like uh, Dana Carvey. Not Dana Carvey. David Spade. I said Dana Carvey because they do a podcast together, Fly on the Wall, which is very funny. Uh, David Spade, his last year on Saturday Night Live, when everyone else left, all his buddies left, like uh, Sandler, Farley, Rock, you know, everyone left. And then he was there with the new, they, they kept him there to do like a, a bastardized version of Hollywood minute. And he was, he, he literally just phoned that in. <laughs> it was horror. It was so bad. He didn't give a fuck, but he, but they wanted him to, you know, segue the new cast in a Farrell and all those guys. But he, and he looking around, he said, well, where do my friends go? And that's what Eckler's going to be tonight. Like, what the fuck? Where's everybody? Uh, we got new guys. Now we have Sp- Isaiah Spillers and Joshua Kelly's and Austin Sticks. Um, so that being said, he kind of had a connection, and Joshua Palmer is coming back tonight, which I think is good because that's going to help. Because I believe Quentin Johnson, he did have a connection with Quentin Johnson, and I don't mind Quentin Johnson. He was the first, you know, first round pick or second round pick, whatever he was, stud from TCU. He's been awful. He looks like Mike Williams' little brother. Like he's a beast of a player, but he just drops everything. I think Stick has a connection. I think it's the new cast of SNL, the 1996 new cast. Um, so his over-under is 31 and a half on Bet Online receiving yards. Now, his ladder is interesting, although it keeps getting smaller. You got to get it on it now. For him to get 100 yards, which I think is very doable, for a number one wideout, and that's what he's going to be. He's got to throw the ball to someone, and he has a connection with him. Plus 1150. For 101 yards for Quentin Johnson. Let's bomb that. Of course, with the normal over-under. So that's... Which is over 31 and a half. We're over 31 and a half. That's your standard bomb. Run that ladder. Start off with 70 yards at 3 to 1. All the way up to 100 yards, 11 and a half to 1. Along with... This is a lot of intense, prop-heavy stuff I'm talking right now. For what happened, what started off as a good, fun Vegas joke. Easton stick rushing 21 and a half up to about 50, 60 yards, 80 yards. Eh, run that ladder as much as you want. I don't, I don't know. But those are my, those are definitely my plays. Captain Insano, welcome to the chat. He's got DraftKings at 20 and a half, 19 and a half at MGM for Easton stick. That's great. This is a nice D gen parlay. For P4, he says stick 25 rushing yards, Quentin Johnson 50 receiving yards, plus 950. I mean, how? I don't see how that doesn't hit, to be honest with you. But apparently they're giving away free nine and a half to one parlays. I honestly don't see how that doesn't hit. I love I love that play. A lot of talk was Easton stick two touchdowns. It was 100 to one. Now it's like 33 to one. Not even worth it. I don't get out of bed for 33 to one parlays. Um, but that being said, I think I think there's fun to be had in this game tonight. The Thursday night Vegas game. Let's have this game in the sphere for crying out loud. Even though the stage in the sphere is like a 
junior high, like a uh, cafeteria stage, like, like a, like a, <laughs> like a rec hall gym stage, even though the, the graphics are incredible. Um, Yeah, I almost feel like this game should not be played at that hockey puck Raiders stadium. This is definitely a downtown Vegas night game. This isn't, this game isn't on the strip. This is a Fremont street game, which I'm fine with. I love Fremont street. It's why I prefer to stay mainly because I can't afford the strip anymore. Good God. Is it expensive? It's just a fucking crime over there. Everything's a crime out there. Oh my God. Look how long this clock's going. How long this clock is going? By clock, I mean me, the man in the box, CJ Sullivan, the bet detective. Um, all right, so those are my bombs for tonight. Easton Stick rushing, Quentin Johnson receiving, run the ladders, combine them, parlay them. I love anything you want to do with them. Let's see if we can have some fun with that. And let me, and now with that, I will go to prize picks. Let me, we want to put up a graphic again for people. Like you watching at home. Prize picks is a daily fantasy uh, game. My favorite game. Because it's sports made easy. And you can follow along the game. Just like we said, we can go Quentin Johnson over higher, not over. They're very specific with the language. I, I have to get that right. Go to prizepicks.com backslash SGPN. Use code SGPN for first deposit. Match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com backslash SGPN. Code SGPN. Prizepicks daily fantasy sports made easy. What you do is you just pick higher or lower for a couple guys in the same game. So we'll go Quentin. We already gave you that. Quentin Johnson and Easton Stick. A couple of those hires. Uh, maybe with Josh Jacobs Larry. And of course, as I say, I, I stress this every week. Prizepicks offers the reboot policy. The only the only daily fantasy game, and this is why I like them, the only daily fantasy game in the business. It says even one of your players got hurt for football, basketball games, you have the player who exits the game in the first half. That player is rebooted. It, Price picks the only one that does that. It's like an in, in injury insurance policy. That way, you don't have to feel bad when they get when they, you know, when someone tears their knee and ruins their uh, season, you can be like, all right, get the next one in there. You can really be a fat cat owner. Move the ball up 20 yards. Let's go. Wheel him off. Wheel Eckler off. I shouldn't even say Eckler because the second I, I I have an amazing, amazing ability to curse, to put a curse on athletes and have them hurt by mentioning during this ad read. I did it to Joe Burrow and I did it to Trevor Lawrence back to back Monday nights. And now I did to Eckler. So anyway, if you have Austin Eckler tonight and he gets hurt, instead of having to yell, void, void, MGM, DraftKings, can I have my Austin Eckler tickets back, please? He blew his knee out and I'm down $20. Prize picks, we'll just replace him with a Joshua Kelly or somebody and then you're back in business. So you can go, aha, move the ball up. Get cart, cart this bag of bones off me. Get this property off my field. You think they like this ad read? I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. All right, we're back. What am I doing? See, generous. I don't. This show is a little, little getting away from me already, and we haven't even began. But let's get into the bombs. I'll tell you that later in the man in the box. My, my mind's a little bit out of it. Um, but I'm with you guys. All right. So Circa Million Contest, the lines just came out. Five new for week 15. Uh, we are tied for 174th out of like 6,000 or 4,000, whatever thousands. Incredible. Our record on the season, we give out five every week. We are 43-26-1. That is 60%. That's good. It's very good. That's professional. That's better than professional good. And you know what that gets you for the contest? Nothing. It gets you that fucking absolutely nothing right now because they paid a top 100. But we're only one game out of that. We're in the hunt, as they say. Need some work. We're not, we don't control our own destiny, but, uh, you know, we, need, we got some work to do. We could use a little help. But that's pretty goddamn good, I think. And if we if we go on a heater heater and win first place and get that four million prize, seven hundred billion and a trillion three hundred million. Who knows where this could go? You know, 
Captain Insane. Yeah, we'll talk Survivor at the end of this here, in the shop at the end of these. But let me give out these five bombs real quick. It is true. Circuit Survivor, all but one person offered to, to split the pot. I'll get, I'll get into a little more detail on that in a second. At, at the end of it. Let's, let's get right into the games here. Let's get into first game. We're going to go New Orleans Giants. If you see the thumbnail, there it is. We're going back to Tommy DeVito. Getting six points. Now, we gave out the Giants. We had a good Monday night. Not only did we give out the Giants plus six and a half and Titans plus 14. They, have won, they both won outright. And we hit that parlay of Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley touchdown. But the Giants parlay, everyone had fun with the Giants that night. What a great game. Tommy DeVito and that agent. The agent dresses Father Guido Sarducci or Johnny Dangerous, however you want to you know, put it, uh, in the Italian fit. And that, it was amazing. What's amazing about these DeVito story and the Giants is like, The Italians, the, the Italians are so funny because, first of all, we all love making fun of it. Italians, Irish. There's only a few other few groups remaining where we can just openly make fun of, with no repercussions, and it's basically because they don't care. They lean into it. You think you're making fun of Italians? They love it. Like, tell me, do it more. They'll do it more. They'll dress it up. They do it. I mean, look at this fucking outfit. This isn't real. I know he says it's real, but then we just feel we just feel comfortable making fun. Like the Manning show, Peyton Manning calls him said he's slimy, or that was his that was his nickname, Greaseball Slimy. Then they asked, "Was that your nickname in high school?" He's like, "No, it's just him being fucking, you know, it's just absolutely racist towards Italians." Tommy Cutlets, the legend grows. That's what I mean. Like they love it. Ah, you, they want. They even said it. Oh, they want Italian? They'll get Italian. We're bringing all the cutlets. We're bringing all the meatballs. Oh, the Fazago. And they did. And they show them and they're kissing each other. And, they're, and everyone likes making the funny videos. Ah, leaked audio. Every Italian impression, it starts off with something. Then it's just food orders. I'm at a guy, the pasta. Well, you want you want the bruschetta? Like, all right, we get it. The Italian food. Now, does this party continue down in the world? Here's the thing: I would love to fade Devito right now. And that's the other thing. When I was saying the reason why. Not only is it okay to make fun of Italians and openly, and it's not as it's okay. We just think it's okay. So that's why everyone goes over the top with it because there's not many of those groups left. So we just we just empty the chamber. Like finally, you know how many things I've been holding back about other races that I want to make have jokes about. I can't get canceled. And Peyton Manning, how about when they kicked the field goal and Peyton Manning goes, don't show the agent. Don't show the agent. Peyton Manning was upset that they were showing the agent too much. Fuck, fuck you, Peyton Manning. You're upset that they're showing someone else on TV too much? God forbid 2% of the airwaves is a sliver to the open public. That's not you. Peyton, you're on everything. You're doing country songs with Brad Paisley on insurance commercials. You're broadcasting game two games at fucking once. Don't show the age. That's enough of him. Anyway, here's a sketch I'm doing with uh, Betty White. A sketch. We all know Eli's the real talent there. Anyway. Eli's the Garfunkel, we learned. Later on in life, we learned, like, oh, he's actually the cool one, you know? So the legend grows. Now the Italians go down in New Orleans or vacation down in New Orleans. Here's the thing. This line is at six, and I, and I get it, why you want to fade the Giants coming off that huge Monday night game and everybody's kissing. But they're like, oh, that's a celebration, you know? They're going to have a come down. But that's the thing with these, these, with these Italians. They, they celebrate. They're going to keep celebrating. There is no come down. They just keep partying. They have their minutes, they have their uh, frangelicas and their liqueurs, and, they, and they, they pop right back up, if you know what I mean. Hey, what a 
economy, you just take a little bit of sweat out of New Orleans. They go down to New Orleans, they're not going to have a letdown in New Orleans. They're going to keep it going. Now, when they come back, maybe. Why do you say it like that? When they come back, maybe. Um, but down in New Orleans, and the Saints stink. That game last week, that, the, the Saints were up by 21, and the linemen are screaming at Derek Carr. That's how much they hate Derek Carr. They're calling him a fake leader because, like he said, he's, they're faking his coming playing through injury. And I will, and I kind of agree with him that because I said every time you turn on like a Saints game on a corner TV, Derek Carr's shoulder is always separated from his body. He's running around like, like he's always he's it's like he's looking for like a mouth like Tyson looking for his mouthpiece after Buster Douglas. He's just like <laughs> you know like his arms. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this your arm? Like that uh, Monty Python sketch. Or a European vacation. Yeah, there's my arm. Can you grab me that arm? Can you give me that? You know? And uh, they pop it back in. Mel Gibson, Lethal Weapon style. Mel Gibson before he was, uh, you know, his dad. <laughs> we don't have to get into that. Um, Captain Santa wants to know if the Giants have a better quarterback and coach. I mean, Derek, it's amazing. I don't understand what goes on in the Saints. One, how bad Derek Carr is, and how how terrified they are of letting James Winston quarterback. He's like a guy like, no, we can't have him at home alone with the with the cat. We can't have him. James Winston's like that fucked up teenage son. That like you, you, they just can't trust the babysit. We can't trust you for ten minutes alone with the baby, can we, Jameson? You'll have it. You'll we we go out we go out to the Seven Eleven and you'll have a fucking toga party here, won't you? <laughs> Um, but yeah, those Saints, as bad as Carolina was, they should have flat out lost to Carolina last week at home. I just don't. They're brutal. They're absolutely brutal. So with that saying, the Giants, the winners of three in a row with Tommy DeVito. I say, let's go down with Mardi Gras. We're gonna do a parade. We're gonna do an Italian parade and bomb it. New York Giants plus six. All right. There are three Saturday games, by the way. We should get to that. There's bowl games Saturday, which you'll hear us talk about in the C-Block with Dundee coming up right after the show. Uh, but there's also three NFL Saturday games. One, I think the first one being, is the first one Pittsburgh Colts? No, the Vikings are always first. Last year is the game where the Vikings came back with Jeff Saturday's team when they were down by like 35, 38 nothing or 44, whatever the fuck it was. Um, they're going to Cincinnati. I'm staying away from that game. But the Pittsburgh Colts game I like. This line's coming crashing down. Indy's only favored by one now. They were favored by three, and it came down to two and a half, one. Everyone's betting Pittsburgh, and for good reason. Pittsburgh's been all, not for good reason, but <laughs> I, I see the reasoning. Even though I, the, the, we are, it's kind of a buy low at the Colts team, but Gardner Minch, see, Gardner Minshew's, he's, he, he hangs around too long. Gardner Minshew's a party guest. That's a great party guest. The mustache, he's got the guitar, you know, he's doing fun antics with the lampshade. Has the was the lampshade I know that's the stereotype for having the guy who's really partying with the lampshade on his head. When was that actually wild and crazy? When was that like, oh, don't let Gardner get the lampshade on his head? This party's off the head. This party's unhinged. He's using his he's acting like his head is a lamp. Anyway, and then, but then that guy hangs around too long. That's one thing I noticed since I stopped, uh, since I stopped drinking, I know when to leave. I never knew when to leave before. I couldn't believe why people left. Why are you leaving? Where's the rest of the booze? Minshew doesn't know when to leave a party. And now it's getting bad. Things are not looking good. Steelers have been off since Thursday. They looked awful. They got destroyed by they've lost back to back at home versus Arizona and the Patriots. Patriots was a short week, at least. There are excuses. And I got Mitch Trubisky, who looked like Mitchell Trubisky, for crying out loud. I had I had them in Survivor. I lost. I had resting Mitch face the entire way when they lost to Arizona. Tomlin gave a speech. How this isn't who we are. We come back and win. This is what we do, rallying the troops. It didn't really give me confidence. It sounded like, oh, he knows they're not good. That being said, 
This does. This also reminds me. Remember the AFC Championship game? Everyone remembers the Steelers uh, beating Seattle, but they they beat the Colts in Indy in the AFC Championship game when Mike Vanderjat missed that horrible field goal by like fifty yards. But I remember when Jerome Bettis, and it was, it was his final year. He was going to go out, and he they tried to give him a touchdown at the end. They had the game all wrapped up, and he fumbled on the one, and the Colts picked it up, and they would have sco- and he would have scored, but somehow he got tackled by Roethlisberger. That would have been the greatest ending, like terrible ending to a career ever, of just trying to give Bettis like it was a Bill Buckner ask. It would he just his entire legacy, his life, his peanut butter. His bus, get on the bus. His fucking estate and company was saved by Roethlisberger tackling, stumbling into that fucking D-tackle, whatever the hell it was. Um, It was funny that Vanderjack missed a field goal that bad and the the Steelers won the Super Bowl, but, like, good God. I want to do a history moments like that. What if it went the other way and things went horrible wrong? People like to do, like, the things that went bad and what if it went right, you know, like if Buckner did ground that ball. Let's do it the other way. But Jerome Bettis still would have been a laughing stock if Roethlisberger didn't tackle where the fuck that D-back was. Anyway, that being said, Steelers are coming into Indy. Uh, this is exactly the game that Steelers win. Give me the Steelers plus one as my second bomb. Ah, oh, the chat room starting to blow up a little bit. Serial, welcome then. Welcome to the chat room. Even though you're coming in choosing violence, coming at me. I like, he says, how about them Cowboys? All right. You like that? You like that? Cowboys did have a big win, big win for your Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I I will be talking about them next, actually. Maybe we'll still not win a division, but yes, they had a very impressive win. Their their first win versus a winning team. Congratulations to the Dallas Cowboys to beat up a Barry, to beat up a hobbled Eagles team. And and you wouldn't let Big Dom on the sideline. That wouldn't happen if Big Dom was on the sideline, Siri. I'll tell you that much. Um, But no, the Cowboys look very good. Can't deny that. They got a tough one this week. So I hop into that one. No, wait. The, I'll read that after the break because this is uh, this is getting long. All right, let me. Um, so far, I've only given out two. Man, am I? I'm just talking in circles. Speaking of talking in circles, <laughs> let me tell you about Hall of Fame bats. Win bigger by betting smarter. This NFL season Hall of Fame bets a sports analytic platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for an entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot, which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And we are back on the bottom line bombs with CJ Sullivan, your host, the bet detective now available in the merch stores, the man in the box. Let me get the over. I didn't even get the overlay in there. What am I doing? Get the overlay overlay. Oh, 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 um, like I said, I'm all, all out of sorts now. And I got cereal coming for me in the comments about his goddamn Dallas Cowboys. I will say this. In cereal. I, I bet you're a reasonable Cowboy fan. I'll throw you in that 1%. You have to even admit, there's nothing more hateable than a shot of Jerry Jones's booth after a Cowboys touchdown. I mean, he just looks, not just like an oil tycoon, like he looks like a plantation owner looking down upon his property. It looks so, it looks like the personification of evil. Which... Brings me to my next game. Dallas at Buffalo. Buffalo minus two. Dallas just got the monkey off their back. Then the Jerry Jones property owner, slave owner. And I said, if, and I don't root for the terrorists, like Sean McDermott does for the Buffalo, but <laughs> for Buffalo's head coach. He he straight up roots for terrorists. 
which is what you need to beat Dallas. And I don't root for terrorists, but if they were to plan an attack, I would mind, I would not mind if they hit Jerry Jones's booth during a game. Just saying that. Yeah, the awkward high fives, the scotch, the, the scotch is spilling around. Ah, oh, the dentures, the teeth. Good lord. It's such an evil place and just fucking sons and nepotisms and sons and step babs and blondes and cowboys and great city, Dallas. I was just there two weeks ago. A lot of brisket. Brisket everything. Brisket water. Brisket sushi rolls. Brisket and, you know, you're having brisket. Anyway, they're coming in. So Dallas goes to Buffalo. Let's get into it. I bring up that McDermott speech because, you know, it worked. He did a speech about how the Al Qaeda during the 9-11 attacks, they had good good teamwork. That was his teamwork analysis, simile analysis. And then it was a little bit offensive. No shit. He had to apologize for it. Players didn't care. Like, yeah, we're a bit confused, but all right. And like I said before, you, you might be right, Sean. Coach, you might be right. They did pull off a, they did they did pull off a hell of an execution. But there's other examples. All right. Fine, there's other examples. McDermott's like, okay, no problem. This week we got the Cowboys. So we're going to have to sneak attack. Who, You know who else had a great sneak attack when I think about world history? There's a little island called Pearl Harbor, man. Let me tell you about Pearl Harbor and these great kamikaze pilots of Japan when they killed our civilians and soldiers. So that's why we're going to run a couple end arounds. It's the fun digs. What do you think? Well, we think you could have used a different comparison, coach. What's that have to do with Dallas's defense? Well, see, their defense will never see it coming. Just like the people of Oklahoma City didn't see it coming when Timothy McVeigh blew up their fucking building. Yeah, again, coach, uh, is there any other comparisons you could do that would, you know, motivate us versus our game versus Dallas here? All right, sure, sure. Let's see here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can. This could get uglier and uglier, obviously, the way you see how this goes. I can get into mass shootings, I can get into attacking But that's us attacking us, you know. We could Boston Marathon bomb it. Either way. Dallas going into Buffalo. Buffalo minus two. Buffalo, um, Buffalo, much like me, in the contest picks. We're doing good. We need to run the table. Unfortunately, there's 170 teams ahead of Buffalo, all with a better record, and they all own a tiebreaker. Which is so weird. Buffalo, the only tiebreaker they own is versus Miami for the division. So they really need Miami to keep falling apart like they did on Monday. Um, but all the tie wild cards, they don't own the tiebreaker. But they're playing great football. It's coming, it's uh they're playing their best. They just beat Kansas City. How about when Mahomes, the footage of Mahomes coming out, still still being a Karen and whining, still being Brittany Mahomes' husband. Complaining about that call to Josh Allen afterwards. They got that mic'd up. Worst, worst fucking call I've ever seen. And Josh Allen's like, oh, okay. Uh, stay healthy, man. I don't, I, you know, I, I had nothing to do with it, but okay. What do I do here? Um, all right. Anyway. I love this game. Dallas, hate to say this, cereal are a different team away from that Jerry world. You have to give it up. They do light it up at home, but on the road, they are not as they are not the same team. And, um, I love, uh, Buffalo minus two. We're going to bomb that. So that is giants plus six Pittsburgh plus one Buffalo minus two. Those are three bombs. We got to hurry this up. 
I don't have too many bits for these other ones, though. What do you get? The, uh... Yeah, the other one is Cleveland, Chicago. This line is three and a half. You can get threes, but the contest says three and a half. Joe Flacco. Wacko for Flacco. I got through the Browns guy this morning. With, with, love Joe Flacco. I mean, they love Joe Flacco. I can't believe, like I said before, I can't believe this is Joe Flacco's first stint with the Browns. Gun to my head, I would have said he played for him at some point early in his, in his career when he was journeying around, whatever. I know, obviously, he was famous for Baltimore. And before that, he was a Delaware blue hen, the fighting blue hens. Um, but Flacco belongs in Cleveland. He should always be in Cleveland. He went from the couch to win the Browns. And uh, he had a great game. He had two good games. But the Bears are hilarious. The Bears, for some reason, the Bears do this every year. They're ter- before the season. They're hyped up where they're going to find maybe, maybe have a good year. All the Bears fans get delirious and delusional, and how they're going to be great. You know that, that's where that super fan Bears kit came from. The, the thought Bears. It's that insanely optimism, insane optimism, and just they're just delusional. And then they stink, and they finally realize they stink. Like, oh god, we need a new quarterback. We need everything. And then once all the pressure's off, because they've lost like eight in a row. They rally towards the end of the season to start winning games, and then the fans get all delusional, and they forget ex- they forget everything they saw all year. Now they want to keep Fields. Like, ah, maybe he's the guy. He's not the guy. He's fun to watch, but he's not an NFL quarterback. He's just not accurate. And I like Justin Fields. That's the thing with Justin Fields. That's also a problem with Justin Fields. He's so likable as a person. And as a player, he's fun to watch. Like he had an amazing touchdown pass, but it was on a free play last week. I mean, that's what he does. He does. Sh- it's just. It's just bizarre. Anyway, but then the Bears fans are like, "Fuck it, we were going to tank for a draft pick. Let's go to the playoffs. We go to the Super Bowl." I mean, there's still Mitch Trubisky truthers in Chicago. If you if you went if you ask, they're racist, but they're still truthers. Anyway, <laughs> so now this line's three and a half. Um. This is a classic. This is a classic Midwest game. You got Clevelanders. There's a lot of when I lived in Chicago and I lived there for a long time. A lot there was a lot of Clevelanders there. They would move there. That's, you know, Chicago is the Emerald City, which is where all the Midwesterners moved to. Which is always fun. You know, you know. So I so I knew a bunch of Cleveland fans in Chicago. They're the guys they would bitch about LeBron when he went to Miami. Like, oh, fuck me. I can't believe he left Cleveland for all that forever. You know, the way he did it. Fuck LeBron. You know, the first time. Back when they were burning his jerseys. I'm like, you left Cleveland for $40,000 a year at Arthur Anderson. He left for $100 million and went to South Beach. What, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's different, though. I, I need to get the hell out of there. I had a, I had a couple... Uh, Paternity cases. Um, <laughs> and it's Great Lake uh, Christmas ale season too. Oh my God. Have you ever have you ever had that beer? Great Great Lakes is a brewery in Cleveland. And they have a Christmas ale that if you ever met someone from Cleveland or anywhere in Ohio, really, they talk about that. Like it is the fucking greatest beer you've ever, not just beer. They're like, Oh dude, it's just a different high, man. There's a, there's L there's LSD in it. Oh yeah. They put LSD in the December batch. You can only get it in December. They get it shipped out. They get it flown in. Yeah. You're an alcoholic. That's all it is. Anyway, why am I getting so upset? PA says Wacko Flacco got that Ravens money and sucked ass. Low key, Maddie's still in the league. Listen, I'm not here for your Flacco slander, but that was the Ravens' fault when they. The agent even said that, that, that not signing him before that Super Bowl win was the dumbest move anyone's ever made because that was just a PR disaster. Everyone knew when Flacco got that huge contract from Baltimore it was after they won the Super Bowl. It was so funny because. Baltimore knew they shouldn't have gave him that money. Flacco knew and his agent knew they weren't even worth that much money, but they both knew Flacco and the Ravens knew that you couldn't tell the fans that cause they just won the super bowl. You can't be like, yeah, that super bowl winning quarterback's not worth it. Even though he wasn't. So they just laughed. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> you got to give me all the money now. 
even though I'm Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, you know what Joe Flacco is good right now? It's only been a couple games, obviously, after his cup of coffee banging around and being on the couch because he's not mobile anymore. Before he was kind of mobile, and that would get him in trouble because he would think he can get out. And he could. He'd get out of the pocket and shit like that. He wasn't going to do anything. He wasn't going to do anything fun. But now that he can't even do that because he's just an old man, he just sits back there and throws it. That's what we need. Just sit in that fucking chair, Grandpa. All right? We'll bring you a plate. Stop moving around. Once you get the cane out, you're walking around. You're you're lifting up cousin's skirts. You're slapping kids. You're stepping on kids. Just sit. That's what Flacco is. Just sit down. We'll bring you a plate. We'll put the game in front of you, and that'll be your Christmas. Yeah. We know. <laughs> Angry Ravens fan. I love it. He was. Of course you knew it. Yeah, Ravens fans knew. You didn't know, but you couldn't. But there's but that's something you can't do. Unless you're Brian Billick, who flat out, what, he cut Trent Dilfer after he won the Super Bowl? That was for Elvis Gerback? That was hilarious. But that was, see, that was agreed upon because everyone hated Trent Dilfer. That's the difference between Flacco and Dilfer. Flacco, we didn't hate. We didn't think he was great, but we didn't hate him. Trent Dilfer, everyone just hated. Like, you suck, Trent Dilfer, as a person, as a quarterback, as everything about you. You're a roided-up Kirk Cousins, but not as good. That being said, we're going to take Cleveland minus three and a half. And I am wacko for Flacco and delusional Bears fans. They will beat the Bears. Bob. Um, I don't know. I even forgot that's the Ozzie Newsome Art Modell game. You just reminded me that as a Ravens fan, Ozzie dropped the ball. Listen, Ravens fans. You guys are blessed. You have the Cleveland Browns organization without any of the Cleveland Browns stink. And you guys won Super Bowls. And you guys have been a great organization in a short period of time. And Cleveland fans can just watch and like, that should be us. That's all of us. But it just couldn't happen if it was in Cleveland. That was the best one. Art Modell couldn't even go to his own games. <sighs> Hated owners. That storyline. It's there's a reason why every sports movie, the plot is the owner hates the team, the fans and the team hate the owner back, because it works and it's pretty true. <laughs> so that's the uh, Art Modell game. All right, last game: Packers in Tampa Bay. Battle of the Bays. Bay of Pigs, as Chris Berman would say. The Bay of Pigs. How about Chris Berman? They put him in the. Uh, they have him. They used to have him online, which was hilarious. Uh, I love. I love this phase of the career. These broadcasters are like, speaking of uh, Flacco and those guys, were like, they want to get rid of him, but they can't because they're legends and icons. I mean, they're in the Hall of Fame for crying out loud. They did this with uh, Frank Gifford. When he was on Monday Night Football and he was like 85 and he was still, he still wanted to do games. So they put him like in a booth, like at a TGI Fridays at halftime of Monday Night Football. There was, he was like doing like, okay, I'm Gifford. Like he'd do the halftime highlights. And there's like kids with their fucking mozzarella sticks up against the glass. Like, hey, what's that, daddy? That's a, that's a wax figure of an old giant's tailback. And he's doing highlights. And now they do boomers, fastest three minutes in sports. Who the fuck is this for? The fastest three minutes in sports. By the time it gets there, I mean, a halftime of Monday Night Football, it, it feels like he's doing the highlights of yesterday's game. It feels like he's... <laughs> it feels like he's doing highlights from the fucking 1912 Army-Navy game or something. Like, when are these highlights from? 20 years ago? No, this happened yesterday. Oh. It seems like a decade ago. Everybody wants to know his nickname. He wants to do his, uh, I want to brock and roll all day and purdy every night. All right. Whoever whoever wrote you the brock purdy line, Berman, we'll let you, we'll let you do that. Captain Sano says, example, Lee Corso. Lee Corso is an interesting one because he... Lee Corso, along with Chris Morton, these are the guys who had who had strokes. These are stroke victim survivors. 
and yet they prop him up, they wake him up, and they just put him on there to put a goddamn fr- furry hat on his head. Lee Corso is interesting because I don't know why he does it. Because he's actually independently rich. He made like millions off of some like crayon company or some pencils or something, something weird. Look up Lee Corso pencils. He has like these... It's like these environmentally like uh, efficient pencils or fuck. I don't know what it is. But anyway, he's like a multimillionaire. He doesn't need this. That's why he just, and you're like, oh, he, 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 <laughs> he just accidentally started a war with Washington State because we couldn't understand what his fucking stroke words were. Anyway. Keep him on TV, Captain Insane. Relax. Who cares? Have McAfee prop him up. Slap some peanut butter on his gums. Move his lips like Mr. Ed. Say Bama. Hey, Lee, say Roll Tide. We'll, we'll help you out. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Corso should, Corso should actually do the entire episode with the mascot head on. So the audience doesn't have to watch, you know, he can do He can do whatever he wants in there. He can have another stroke. We don't have to look at it. God bless Lee Corso. Um, so those are the five bombs. We're going Packers. Did I detonate that? Packers minus three and a half. They should bounce back versus Tampa Bay. Jordan Love was playing great. All of a sudden, I think this line's way too small. Tampa Bay on the road, uh, not as good. Tampa Bay's in first place in that division. Insane. But that's how bad that division is. They got thoroughly outplayed versus Atlanta, but somehow Baker pulls it off. Baker's going to do his Showtime Mahomes. Showtime Mahomes. Yeah, there it is. Captain Insano looked it up for me. He serves the director of division for Dixon, a Florida-based manufacturer of writing art products. So it's, yeah, it's like artistic pencils. He's independently wealthy. He doesn't need a job. It's amazing. Um... This is normally what I would give a survivor, but I lost survivor. I plan to lost survivor. The circus survivor, which everyone's paying attention to, has, is down to 13 teams. Green Bay and Miami hurt some people there. Um, and apparently 12 people are willing to chop, and one guy says no. And everyone's like, oh, I hope that guy loses. I hope that guy wins. I love that. <laughs> There's always a one guy's like, fuck it, I'm better than you. As a poker player. Nice play poker a lot, professionally, whatever, the whole thing. Did the whole brick and mortar, cash games, tourneys, the whole thing. Uh, until I stopped playing because I'm like, I don't want to hang out with these people anymore for my the rest of my life. But I go deep into tournaments, and there's always a chop, and there's always the one guy, there's always the one guy who doesn't want to chop because he th- thinks he's better than everyone. Like, I'm better than you, you fucking suck. If you have more chips, okay, you can equate that a little bit. And Survivor... You can't be like, oh, I have better teams. Who knows what your better team is in three weeks from now? Aren't you watching? Miami's losing his 14-point favorites. No one knows anything. And then there's this guy who's just like, I want $9 million. That $9 million doesn't exist. It's going to be chopped up. Now, I kind of, now, it could be a thing where he's got a lot of partners, so I can see that. That's what I don't like about the Survivor pool. The Circus Survivor. It's great. It's thousand dollars an entry, but ten entry max. And if you're not, and if you're not with that, if you don't have partners or one of these huge gamblers with all this money bankrolls, you're in a severe disservice. Do people just buy max ten entries? And then they shove week one on the Thursday game. If it loses, they get another ten. There was a woman on Facebook uh, Live this week. She's Tommy Hearns' niece. This is a great story. She just she lost last week because of Green Bay. But she's this beautiful woman, you know, and, she, and she's telling the story about, oh, my boyfriend, sports gambler, said, yeah, here you go. Here's 10 entries, and we put 10 on Detroit Thursday, and if it lost, we just get 10 more. Like, what a story if she wins. Yeah, it's not that great of a story of, of this couple that has $40,000 just to toss around while we have our one entry. But anyway, it's a great contest. It's fun. Um, so I'm kind of ro- <clears throat> I kind of rooting for this guy, the guy not to chop. But you know how that works. If you say "fuck you," I'm going to win. You're going to lose the next week. That's how that works. And then they're all going to celebrate. I think they're chopping with it. They're going to like four hundred thousand each, and then play for three minutes. That's if you do chop, you got to play for something. Anyway, anyway, that's how that goes. If you're still in any survivor, good luck. I would say. Um, San Fran, everyone's obviously playing if you have that, which you don't. 
No one has. Um, KC is a solid one. There's not too. If you don't have any of the big guys, Rams is a good play. Ram, Rams would be my play. If you do, if you do, if you have if all your big dogs are gone and you're still in a survivor, I do like the Rams at home versus Washington. Just because these Rams are, they look good. They look like they're going to the playoffs. Anyway, let's get into the box. First of all, thank you everyone who joined me early today and watching on YouTube. Make sure you hit that like button, please. Hit the thumbs up, even if you don't like me. It doesn't matter. Um, make sure you follow me on Instagram at CJ Sullivan was taken, not like Liam Neeson, but just like the regular at was taken. I use that name. Or on X at CJ Sullivan underscore. Follow me on YouTube. Subscribe to the bottom line bombs. CJ Sullivan, bottom line bombs, SGPN, subscribe to that. You got a bunch of man in the box videos. You got my Italian beat, my Italian Davido videos. I posted it. That's that's another thing I should say with the Giants. So I, I my recent man in the box, I pulled a clip from the last show where I was really going off of my Italian rant about how their nostalgia and mob movies are just them being racist. So I'm like, I might get some comments back this, but they didn't. All the Italians loved it. They don't care what you call them. That's that's why they're that's why they are the best, to be honest with you. Anyway, um, all right. I said it's going to be a very special man on the box. Last time, I didn't, I didn't bring up the GoFundMe. Um, also, stand-up uh, comedy. I came in, did came up in the com Chicago comedy scene, and we lost uh, we lost a great comedian, Kenny DeForest, his name, good friend of mine, and uh, good incredible comic, bet, even better person. He got a terrible story. He got in a bike accident in New York and uh, recently passed yesterday. Um, there was a GoFundMe for it, for a surgery. And then we uh, we joked around. I wonder if we get 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 refunds back for your GoFundMe. So I donated for the medical bills and then he dies. Like, what the fuck? This is a bill of goods. Yes, it's uh, gallows, gallows humor or whatever. But that's what comics do. Anyway, we have some fun jokes. They were, and to be honest with you, they did. I, I, I can. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say it. There's a text thread of comics who probably don't want these out there, so I can steal their jokes because it'll be anonymous for them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I imagine GoFundMe does get a lot of refund uh, requests. People be like, "Yeah, of course I'll donate. Yeah, I'll donate." You know, because you you get bullied into it, whatever the cause is. Um. And then later on, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, can I get that money back? I was just trying to, you know, look good. And so, because there's a whole thing, a whole section for asking for a refund from GoFundMe. And I think GoFundMe should allow refunds, but under the one condition where th that has to get posted on the same message board where you post that you donated. So it'll say CJ Sullivan, man in the box, plus $100. Hey, way to go, CJ. And then the next day, minus 100. Whoa, what was that, CJ? Well, he's a fucking Grinch, that son of, <laughs> you know. Just like the helmet rule. This is what I'm saying. This is, this is me. Uh, <laughs> this is me dealing with a friend's death. Just like the helmet rule. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I think that's outdated. If you take your helmet off, fifteen yard flag. That happened in Miami to Brandon Chubb. He took his helmet off, fifteen yards. Titans kept the drive alive and scored. That's an that's an antiquated rule. That that used to be. That's also the plantation owners like. I don't like them showing off. Look at me. That's what it's supposed to be. They don't want you doing that because they used to do it out of celebration. But now they let them celebrate. They're doing the fucking Waikiki in the end zone. They're doing, you know, chorus line. Bob sled reenact. They're doing all, they let them do all kinds of dances. So let them take their helmet off. But you have to take your helmet off when you fuck up, too. So if you drop a pass like Marquez Van de Scantling, you got to take off the helmet. Say, yep, that was me. Look at me. I'm the goat of the town. Throw your throw your products at me. Anyway. So I did the uh, lot of text threads we talked. And first of all, we're saying with the GoFundMe and the refunds, like with medical bills, why do you need why do you need the money so fast? It seemed a little rushed. You know what I mean? It's medical bills. Just tell us what it is when it, when it, when it comes out of it. Well, they'll buy it right now. As my one buddy said in the chat, it's not a kidnapper's ransom. That'd be fun though. 
They ever get that? You ever someone kidnaps someone? Always like, oh, I need five hundred thousand cash. Where am I going to get that? That's what GoFundMe should be for. Or as my buddy Al Samuel said, a GoFindMe. <laughs> anyway, these are jokes he would have liked. That's what people say when friends die. I've had, uh, as an Irishman, and just to our levels of Chicago comics, we've had, I've had many funerals. Um, and that's what people do, especially when someone young dies unexpectedly. And that's how Kenny died. Now people, and this was my first like dealing with death sober. Usually I just get fucking annihilated. I don't want to forget everything. And let me tell you, that was a lot more fun and easier than <laughs> this has been having to deal with it. But people start doing that. They start cranking up. Come on, another shot of Jameson. That's what he would have wanted. He would have wanted it. Yeah, I think you kind of want this too. Don't put it all on him. Now nah, he would have wanted me to buy this bag of Coke. Trust me, he wants another bag. Who wants another bag of Coke? That's what he would have wanted. Nah, can't kind of think uh, you what you wanted it. <laughs> uh, thank you, Patty. Of respect to friend. Uh, Kenny DeForest is his name. And great comic. And I'm going to end this show with one of his sets. It's a five-minute set that he did on, I think it was on The Tonight Show he did it. Uh, it was great. I mean, if you want to go, th if you want to, um, obviously, check out any of Kenny DeForest's comedy, you should. He's, he was great. But he was an even better person. Um so I want to let me see if I can queue up this set here real quick. Here we go, and uh, that's that'll be that. I want to end this thing with Kenny DeForest, who passed yesterday, obviously way too soon. The the king of Mizzou. No one, no one called him that. I like I like making up nicknames. Not that I make up stories, but we're all talking, <laughs> telling stories and getting with it. Anyway, here is uh, the late great Kenny DeForest. Take it too soon. Absolutely fucking All right. Thank you. I uh, I need to quit smoking cigarettes. I think that was a short walk. Uh, <laughs> cigarettes are hard to quit once you've started. And uh, what's weird? I don't even think I'm addicted to cigarettes. That's the. That's. Oh, sorry. I, I messed. I started. <laughs> I was and, just trying to uh, find out. I don't even think I'm addicted <laughs> I'm to cigarettes. I'm fucking his tribute That's up already. Part. This is from Seth Meyers. For me, is I think what I'm addicted to is always having in my pocket a reason to walk away from any conversation. I think that's <laughs> really the best part of smoking. You can't replace that with a patch. It doesn't have the set. You need the cigarette to get you out of like for me a cigarette is just my way of telling somebody hey just so you know i would rather kill myself than have this conversation i really would uh, i think uh sexual predator is too cool of a word for who it describes. Maybe that's why we have so many. Because instead of condemning them, we give them a cool nickname. That, it sounds more like a compliment than an indictment to me. Like if I didn't know what that meant and you walked up to me at a party and you were like, hey, Kenny, I heard you're a sexual predator. I'd be like, you're damn right I'm a sexual predator. <laughs> Who you've been talking to? Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. That, like most people from Brooklyn, I grew up in Missouri. <laughs> so, sorry about that. People find out I'm from Missouri, man. They give me a hard time. They're always like, "Ooh, Missouri." The South. <laughs> Probably pretty racist down there in old Missouri. <laughs> and first of all, Missouri's not even in the South, okay? We didn't fight with the Confederacy in the Civil War, all right? We were neutral, <laughs> which is worse. <laughs> it's actually much worse. At least Alabama picked a team, you know? 
Missouri tried to Switzerland slavery. Is hey, Missouri, how do we feel about the owning of humans as property? We're like, do we have to answer now? Or can we just remain silent in this time of oppression? I think we need a independent study is I think what we'll do. I lost an argument with a friend of mine from Missouri this week. I'm not afraid to admit when I lose an argument. You know, I think it's important to admit when you've lost. I lost an argument this week. Here's what happened. I was uh, talking to a friend of mine, and I said, I don't think your average citizen should be allowed to just buy a machine gun. That's what I said. But then he, yeah. But see, here's the thing, though, because then he had a machine gun, so he won the argument. <laughs> That's how that, it's a great way to win arguments, having a machine gun. We're talking about guns because we're talking about mass shootings. He asked me, he said, do you really think it's all a gun issue? Do you think guns are really the only reason these things happen? I don't, I don't think it's all guns. I know, there's a lot of reasons these, we have mental health issues, we have guns, we have mental health issues with guns. These are, I think part of the problem is we don't discipline children anymore. I think that's part of the issue as well. We just put kids in timeout now. That's what we do. Put them in time. I don't know whose idea timeout was, but it's, we need to stop. I think that's actually where mass shooters are born, is in time. That's where the switch happens, I'm convinced. Because basically what you're saying when you put a kid in timeout is, uh, hey, I noticed you were behaving like a sociopath. Why don't you go to that corner and be alone with your thoughts? <laughs> See what that does. Don't talk to anybody about what's going on. Just go over there, stare into the darkness, and listen to everyone that doesn't understand you have fun. And we'll see what that does for your disposition. Here's a notepad and a pen. You can write down names, draw schematics, pen a manifest, whatever you want. It's your time out, just no talking. You guys have been so fun. Thank you so much. <laughs>